We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's a hump day home and home. You've heard all about the Peloton wife. Monica Ruiz was even on the Today Show talking about that famous face she made and the ad that blew up all of Twitter all of Instagram, all of Facebook, and continues to make waves today. We've got the Peloton husband, who got more backlash than you can imagine, despite being in that ad three seconds and really barely appearing in it at all. A great story he has to tell regarding social media. Home and Home Radio.com Sports Original. We're brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Check them out, ZipRecruiter dot com slash enter perhaps sean hunter who is also a teacher up in canada can find some more work via zip recruiter it's a hump day it's a couple days shy of christmas and of course christmas music has been blaring on your radios for some of you since prior to thanksgiving at least on my local pop station here in connecticut and i'll admit it there's only one song that comes on that truly makes me sing in my car, makes me shake my ass a little bit. And it took 25 years, 25 years for this song, now synonymous with all things Christmas, to become number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Imagine that. And I do believe this is the Tom Brady, the goat of all Christmas music. That song gets me going for Christmas. I'm not going to lie because Love Actually is also the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Mariah's classic took 25 years to hit number one on the charts. Love that story. Made me wonder, is it clearly the goat of all Christmas music? And who is the closest thing professional sports has to compare it to? Ross Tucker, your thoughts? Well... I like that song. I don't know that I love it. Um, mm. I like it. I think it's a good Christmas song. I really like that movie, Love Actually. That's a good movie. I'm with you on that. That's a good movie. I actually like Billy Bob Thornton as the American president in that movie. He kind of cracks me up. <laughs> he's, he's, kind he's such. Yeah. He's, he, he nails the stereotype very, very well. <laughs> in that movie. But I like I like the more classic traditional Christmas songs. Like when I'm scrolling through the radio dial or the radio.com app, I am going through and there's different kinds of Christmas stations and Christmas music you can listen to. I like traditional, right? Like my goat Christmas song would be You ready for it? Bing Crosby. Here we go. I don't even know. It might be Bing Crosby. I have no idea who sings it, but it goes like this. And maybe it's because I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the one we 
said before. Where the know. I don't know the words. I never actually pay attention. But I know it sounds like this and starts with a dream about a white Christmas. That's what I got for you. <laughs> Put it on the Ross Tucker mixtape. That will be the number one Billboard hit for 2020. The Ross Tucker mixtape is going to tear up the charts. Yes, sir. That is Bing Crosby, White Christmas. And that, to now, me, wait, is, is that like the most famous Christmas song? I think without a doubt, although Jingle Bells, I think you'd have to argue Jingle Bells is the most famous Christmas song. Bing Crosby's, to me, White Christmas makes me think of Christmas the most. <laughs> and prior to Mariah was number one, but it's number two for me. And number three, I don't know if you know, do you know nitty gritty dirt band Colorado Christmas? No. Ah, uh, see, so yeah, it's like sports, right? All things is local. And I don't know if people outside of Colorado know Colorado Christmas. All right, all right, here goes. All along the Rockies, you can't feel it in the air. From Telluride to Boulder down below. No, not ringing a bell. The closest thing to heaven on this planet anywhere is a quiet Christmas morning. In the Colorado snow, nothing. You know no? what? You're not you're not a terrible singer. I've never heard that in my yes, life. I am. I'm you're not a terrible it. singer. But for me, it's 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 White Christmas. It's Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Reindeer yeah, had a little yeah. shiny nose. I mean, like I like the classic stuff. Jingle bells. My daughters were getting real upset the other day, Dave. I was driving them back from somewhere, and I was doing like the. Uh, the bad version of Jingle Bells, but I was trying to insert their names. I was like, Ooh. Jingle Bells, Helen Smells, Tess laid an egg. And they were like, what? No, daddy, no, don't do that. Like that was like that. They were, they, that was devastating to them. Devastating. <laughs> devastating is the word I would have used. Devastating is also the word you might use when you saw the reaction to the Christmas commercial that has been a topic of conversation on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Yahoo, on news programs like mine and radio shows like this for the last several weeks. I'm talking, of course, about that now infamous Peloton ad where the husband gets the Peloton for Christmas. She makes a bit of a proof of life like face and the conversation has not stopped since. You've heard from the Peloton wife, Monica Ruiz, was on the Today Show last week and said her face, she thinks, was the problem with how the ad was interpreted. What about the Peloton husband? His name, for those of you that don't know, is Sean Hunter, who is also a teacher, a profession we dearly love. And quite frankly... Sean Hunter is in friendly territory because both Ross Tucker and myself were in the minority. We loved the ad, Sean Hunter. We're so psyched to have you on the program because the two of us have defended that ad from the very beginning. Sean, full disclosure, I bought my wife a Peloton for Christmas a couple of years ago. I had no choice. It's great to talk to you, my friend. What's been the feedback on this ad and your appearance in it? There, there has been an outstanding amount of feedback coming my way. I 
switched my Instagram handle to Peloton Husband in the hopes of getting a few more conversations going, in the hopes of seeing a few more people that do interviews. And things have gone really positively. Also, super negatively, it's been both. It's been a mixed bag. I, I can't even begin to express the sheer amount that I've been receiving. I've been receiving calls to just have conversations, just a few uh, thank yous, a few, oh, I hate yous, and why are you doing this? And a few, ah, okay, I need to maybe step back a little bit, but it's, you know, it's been a wild goose chase. You know, some people try to find me uh, and have interviews, but also I'm happy just to be here with you guys now and discuss it because yes, this is, you know, it's become quite the thing. And I want to really dive deep into knowing why it's become quite a thing. I mean, I'm, as you can tell, super happy to speak out on it. Um, this is something that I, I've been enjoying the conversations uh, over the past week. It's only, I mean, it's really only been a week or two weeks that th this has all been happening. And so here we are and let, let's get chatting about it. All right. So Sean, after you switched your Instagram handle to Peloton husband, have you yeah. gotten backlash? Have you got, man, you touched on it a little bit, but have you gotten like people that you think legitimately are angry at you for your role in this commercial? Yeah, so I would say about 95% has been super positive. And that's what I, was, I wasn't anticipating. I didn't really know what to anticipate after I switched. Uh, but 95% has been amazing. It's been really grateful. A lot, a lot of people have said, you know, great job on the commercial. I don't understand the controversy. Here's my two cents into it. A few people, a few men actually messaged me and said, I bought my wife a Peloton. And just like yourself, I, I don't understand why. It was a great gift. She enjoys it. And, and here we are today. But then that 5%, I have received a little bit of backlash. I, I kind of felt that, yeah, maybe that was going to happen. Maybe switching over to Peloton Husband is a big giveaway that, yes, I'm asking for it a little bit. But that 5% has just been easily deleted messages where I just go, no, not today. I'm not going to read that one today. It doesn't really matter to me. And it's just hurtful for the sake of being hurtful. But the 95%, just like I've been saying, has been uh, overwhelmingly positive. So it has been nice. It has been nice to receive. Talking to Sean Hunter, otherwise known as the Peloton Husband. That's his name <laughs> on Instagram. You took to Psychology Today to write a piece yeah. reacting to the backlash, citing one particular tweet. And if I can read this tweet. Sorry yeah. to shake things up, but I'm excited to announce I'm throwing my hat on the ring and joining the presidential race and running on the single-issue platform to, quote, jail everyone involved in the pitching, scripting, acting, shooting, and approval of the Peloton ad. Jail time. That tweet was liked 18.5 thousand times. Tweets like that, including one that said 100% chance that the Peloton husband is abusive. What was your reaction to that negativity? Yeah, it, it just, you know, to be liked 18 and a half thousand times. I mean, that's that's not just a few people. That's a huge reaction to what they're seeing. And let me tell you from the set point of view, when we were working on that set, it was just a few days here in Vancouver. It was so positive. There was a mainly female presence on set, which I want to reiterate. It was everybody looking at the script going, yep, this is what we want to shoot. This is the commercial that we want to put out for Christmas holidays. This is our message and we stand by it. And, as, and that's why, of course, the commercial hasn't been taken down. 
because Peloton Peloton reached out to me and they said they said Sean this this is the commercial we wanted this we don't see what's wrong with it it's something that we want to keep up because you know it's it's our message and it, it should have been so simple and I still see it from that point of view of yes it's a husband buying his wife a Peloton for Christmas and I think this is how all of the problems maybe could have been solved is that there should have been maybe a wish list just just up for a small shot and said Peloton and then a check mark beside it. That that maybe would have solved all of this controversy. And so that that's what people are seeing is maybe there was one thing left out or there was another small point that they didn't grab onto. And you know, I, I still I, I had such a great time shooting here. And when I'm when I went back to work on Wednesday, went back to teaching, I thought, yeah, that was great. I'm so grateful for the experience. So to have such an outroar of 18 and a half thousand likes that everybody should be jailed. I mean, it's just like even saying it, right? You're laughing. It's, it's, it, yeah. it does. It makes me chuckle too. And I, you know, I, I want to know seriously though. I want to know seriously why somebody said that and why somebody liked that. It's, it, tell me why. Tell me why. So, Sean, here's my question Do yeah. you think that the bigger issue? was just the act of the husband giving the wife a Peloton for Christmas in the first place? Or do you think it was uh, your co-actress, the, you know, Ruiz, what, do you think it was her, her face that she made when it, it, she did? There's something about her face that was a <laughs> yeah. little bit like concerning almost. What do you think was it that was the tipping point? Because what I thought was weird is the commercial was going for like two weeks and nobody said anything. And all of a sudden it was this big negative thing. Was it the yeah. act of giving the Peloton or was it her face? The, the, you're completely right. The commercial went on for about a week or so, totally unnoticed. And it was just getting views on YouTube. It was getting likes. It was still getting dislikes, but it was neutral. No, nothing was really happening yet. And so you bring up a good point about Monica's face, as, as you can say. She called me and that was her first concern. She goes, Sean, is, is this something to do with my face? Is this why the commercial is getting all this negative backlash? And I rewatched it, I watched it again. And I went, Monica, no, it's fine. I don't, I don't know what you're, what you're talking about here. And she was talking about her expressive eyebrows. She was talking about, it seemed like she was worried when she received the gift. Now, <laughs> this, now keep in mind, this is one final edit of all the hundreds of takes we took on that day. I don't know why Peloton maybe chose the edit that they did, because that is raising a lot of concern and a lot of uh, discussion about how her acting was on the day. I don't think it was that, though. I think it was the first act of a husband giving a wife the Peloton, and then Monica already <laughs> steaming like a fit wife that doesn't need a Peloton. And that's where it all, you know, started to, you know, a little bit of fuel to the fire where, whoa, here's two things that I'm seeing wrong. I'm going to throw this out of proportion. Let's talk about this. Let's get 18,000 and a half negative votes and let's all send them to jail. And so it just, you know, it spiraled out of control. Right. But I think it was the act. I think it was the gesture without understanding why this husband was giving the gesture. 
Sean Hunter, the Peloton husband with us. It wasn't just social media. To my count, just about every major newspaper in the United States wrote a column about this ad. Washington Post, New York Times, Chicago Tribune. Here's a clip from the USA Today uh, story on it. There's clearly something wrong here. She's trying to compensate for something. Is it her crumbling marriage? Her husband's not-so-subtle <laughs> suggestion, she drop a few pounds. Do you have <laughs> rules, Sean, for when a husband should or should not buy his already skinny hot wife exercise equipment for the holidays? Oh, my goodness. I mean... Just, but just hearing that, just hearing people invent these dialogues about the commercial, they they do. They make me laugh because it's just so far from the story that Peloton was trying to display. My So as you guys know, I'm a teacher, but I'm not just a teacher. I'm a gym teacher. So I promote the power of physical health and physical activity. So it just connects to my life so well. I think of my girlfriend, for example and what she wanted for Christmas. I'm not gonna tell you what I got her for Christmas, but yes, it is something along the lines of a physical activity and we're gonna do it together. And I, I can't really give too many more hints, but she asked for it, we talked about it together and we're gonna do it together and it's gonna be an amazing adventure for the two of us. But it's something that, you know, there was no, oh, why are you buying me that? Are you saying I'm fat? No, there was nothing along the lines of that at all. When we talked about it, she's like, oh, that's interesting. Let's do that together. Let's see how it goes. And if she doesn't like it, she can return it, of course. We can do that. That's not a big issue. So it's, I think about the discussion of buying something together, that buying something that maybe could seem okay. Let's, right. uh, let's see if this is okay at the start. And if you don't like it, then return it. There was never any question in the Peloton ad that my wife returned it. So, I don't, right. you know, it seems like it's obviously something she wanted. Sean, we have a young producer on the staff, and I'm asking this question for him because his girlfriend has not asked for exercise equipment nor exercise clothing. Therein lies my question. If, you're, yeah. if you haven't discussed it together, if your wife hasn't explicitly asked you for said equipment or clothing, is it okay to buy them that for Christmas? Or is that uh -huh. sending a message? I would say, first and foremost, uh, never buy your significant other clothing because they like things so specific that, you know, it would uh, it's almost a guarantee it'll be returned, whether it's a great gesture or not, I would say. Just don't even do that. Uh, that's a whole other conversation, though. Um, but I would say without the conversation, yeah, maybe don't do it. Maybe have the conversation first saying, I'm thinking about getting you something along these lines. How do you feel about that? And I think that would be a much better segue into, okay, yes, now I'm going to buy this for you because you, we kind of talked about it and I'm getting, the, I'm getting the feeling that this is something you could use and would like to do. And so, yes, the conversation first, I do feel that that is important. Sean, I'm going to boil this down for you, okay? This whole thing is a load of bullshit and yeah. there's a lot of losers out there in our society. That's what this whole thing boils down to, if we're being honest. So... The commercial's fine. Getting your wife a Peloton, I think, is fine, especially if you know that that's something that they would like. My question for you is, do you think the backlash is more symptomatic of the ills of social media and how things kind of spread like wildfire there, or even bigger than that,
what's going wrong in our society and people looking at an honest commercial and trying to find negativity where none is there. Is more of the blame for this whole uproar social media or our society, which is clearly crumbling before our very eyes? Yeah, well, when you when you think about it, how easy is it for absolutely anybody to comment on absolutely anything that they want to today? Every single newspaper online, you can, there's a comment section. Of course, any YouTube video, there's a comment section. Anything that is posted online, there's always a section you can write your feedback. And anybody in this world can log in and do that. And as you can see, it's so much easier to comment negatively than positively. I, I, I would like to see a comparison of what's been posted online that's been positive as compared to negative. And I think the negative far outweighs what's been happening because everybody can uh, gravitate towards that and it gets a stir out of people. And then more people add to it and the bushfire just gets bigger and people you know, can laugh at it. And sure, some of the comments have been funny, but then it's like, whoa, some of these comments are really actually dark. And I mean, they're not necessarily hurtful towards me or towards Monica saying, we're gonna do something, that's not the case. But there's a lot of comments that are really, wow, that's eye-opening that your mind went there. And I'm wondering if sometimes people are projecting something from their own lives that's happening and saying, this is my medium to let this out without revealing actually what's going on in my mind. And so it, it has just gotten so out of proportion and social media has that power because it's just so free and open for absolutely anybody to do so. I do think media hugely added to what we're seeing right now, why we're having this conversation right now. And it, you know, it did get spun in a hugely negatively way. But on a positive, think about now how many people know the name Peloton. This is an interesting observation that I had just going through this whole process is, this name, Peloton, Peloton is getting out there. So is it being spun positively for the company itself? Do they see it as a positive? And it could very well be. Only time will tell how the bike sales do. But um, yes, I do agree that media has had a huge um, opportunity and a huge factor in adding this fuel to this fire that you know uh, has spun it to where it is today. And yeah, there is a problem with uh, all of this negativity that's happened and having it happen so easily, I would say. Um, it's, it's too easy to, to um, comment negatively and so many people do it nowadays that it's, you know, why can't we focus our attention? Just like you said, you know, this whole controversy shouldn't be a controversy. We need to be paying attention to really more important things. Yeah. Well, you know, positivity doesn't spread real fast on Twitter. I have noticed that through all yeah. my years. Uh, negativity, to your point, spreads like a wildfire. I love my Peloton. Crushed it yesterday. Ten miles. Worked up a hell of a sweat. Finally, uh, we're, we're talking We're talking Christmas here, Sean. Uh, before yeah. you came on, we were discussing the greatest all-time Christmas song, which I do believe is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, number one, yes. after 25 years. Um, what to you is the greatest all-time Christmas song? Oh, my goodness. I would say my greatest all-time Christmas song is Meli Kalikimaka, the Hawaiian Christmas song. 
Malek to the king, Makai is the wise way to say Merry Christmas. Yeah. It's a great song. You know what? That's a great song. Sean, so I was just... I was just in Hawaii recently, and they actually had a Christmas parade, and I kept singing that, and my daughter's like, what is that? I'm like, and I don't ever know the words. I just always say, Malekalike Maka is the ten. I never know how it goes after that. Are you, I, I, I thought I read, Sean, you were from Vancouver. Are you Hawaiian or something? I see all the lays behind you. <laughs> I I just had a Hawaiian, uh, there, let's see, there, I got a couple in the background there. Uh, I love hawaiian themed parties it was my birthday in november and i decked out this whole place i had crazy lights i had hawaiian lays everywhere uh, everyone was wearing hawaiian shirts it's just a favorite theme of mine it's a theme i've actually brought into school and on fridays we have hawaiian fridays because it's so gray and rainy here in vancouver i needed to brighten up the gym and so hawaii is just a part of me i love it so much i love that as well i was recently in hawaii myself no place I'd rather be right now. Sean Hunter, great right. pleasure having you on the program. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Melakaliki awesome. Makai, excuse me. Melakaliki Makai, Merry Christmas, you guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. All right, so we can agree. Social media is the pit of hell. Is that is that what we just learned? Uh, yes, yeah, social media, uh, I would say, in summary, society is going to hell and social media is the the train on the tracks getting us there faster and faster than we ever thought was possible that's the reality but social media is important dave that's why you're on it at dave briggs tv i'm at ross tucker nfl we are at rdc home and home make sure you're following and if you have any type of business you're probably going to want to get a social media coordinator and send me some free shit. You can find that person at ZipRecruiter. You will be amazed how easy it is to get top candidates because ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. This isn't 2004, dude. It finds them for you. And they have screening questions to filter candidates. You'll post a job like social media coordinator of home and home instead of the millennial nation. And I think we would honestly be surprised how many actually qualified applicants we would find quickly. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. That's ziprecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, just five minutes of commercials every hour here on Home and Home on the radio.com app. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify as well. It is Mary impeachments that is a hard word to say the top trending hashtag on twitter because of what's happening in the nation's capital when we come back what else is happening in the nation's capital it's not all about the president it's about urban meyer dan snyder and the washington redskins 
We'll go to D.C. after a quick break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The country's attention today turns to the nation's capital where President Trump will be the third president in our country's history to be impeached. But Washington Redskins fans don't care much about that. The man they want impeached is Dan Snyder, the Redskins owner who has doomed their franchise to mediocrity for 20 years is Urban Meyer the savior. Home and home of radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. They are the smartest way to hire. Perhaps there is where the Washington Redskins turn to find their next head coach. The organization has been a mess for the better part of 20 years, and things continue to get worse. But on Sunday, a glimmer of hope. Urban Meyer was in Dan Snyder's box for the Redskins game. Although close friends came out and said truth is he was in town for the Army-Navy game that was in Philly. And then for a dinner or meeting with the White House, he was not there to meet with Dan Snyder to talk about the coaching job. You did see him spend a lot of time talking to his former players, most notably the excellent rookie wide receiver Terry McLaurin, who's just been outstanding. Of course, also the Redskins quarterback, uh, a former Ohio State Buckeye. But the question was immediately popping through the nation's capital. Is Urban Meyer going to return to the coaching ranks? But this time in the NFL, we've seen him succeed at Bowling Green. We've seen him succeed at Utah and, of course, at Ohio State. But what about the NFL? How would that translate that, of course, was a hot topic on 106.7, the fan in D.C. as we fire back up the radio.com red zone. He was within an hour and 20 minutes away from D.C., where one of his favorite players of the last couple of years, Terry McLaurin, is the number one receiver for the Redskins, and his quarterback, who helped him win the Big Ten last year, is starting for the Redskins as well in Dwayne Haskins. McLaurin hits him up and says, hey, coach, come watch us. But you know what it became was Urban Meyer is going to be the next head coach of the Redskins. Are you giving it any credence, yes or no? Binary, one or zero, it's a zero, yeah. right? But if it's like on one to 100, is there a chance that this was a recruiting attempt at Urban Meyer? Three out of 100? I mean, I, just, I think this yeah. is a non Do you think him and Dan Snyder talked about the head coaching job yesterday? No. I don't either. I'm a lifelong Redskins fan, first of all, I'm 58 years old. But to me, I think it would be 
pretty much insane to have that man in your living room, so to speak, and not, you know, throw something at him. Like, you know, what would he be interested in? So he'd easily be the best hire we could get the offseason for a couple reasons. Most importantly, obviously, because he's had, he's had three years with Dwayne Haskins. He knows what he can do, what he can't do. He knows how he best learns. That takes coaches a while to learn with young quarterbacks. We have defensive pieces. He doesn't strike me as a head coach that's going to put up with BS right. like Jay Gruden did when Minuski wasn't performing. He's going to get a D.C. in there that's going to actually get the best out of these guys. I like the idea, E.B., but there's no way this guy can cut it with the grind of the NFL. I mean, he burned out on two college jobs. You think he's going to handle the pressure of failing in D.C.? I mean, he's, even if he gives him a five-year, $10 million a year deal, he doesn't make it to see year three. Maybe he gets to year three. That might be enough. I can't imagine him having the kind of tenure he would need to really succeed here. That's 1067 The Fan in D.C. Check them out on the radio.com app anytime you like. Urban Meyer, my one question would be that of the last caller. Would he burn out? Is he up for the task of coaching an NFL franchise, which is not what it used to be 10 or 15 years ago? This is an all-consuming job. First one in, last one out. Remember the way Bill Cowher used to coach, said he always went to his kids' activities and sports. That's not the game any longer. You're in there at 6 or 7 a.m. A lot of times you're out at 10 p.m. A lot of times you're sleeping at the office. In terms of the coach, to me, folks, I'm shocked this is even a question. Why this is even dividing sports fans is ridiculous. Urban Meyer can win some football games. Urban Meyer can also spot talent with the best of them in all of football. The numbers back it up. At Ohio State, 84 players drafted into the NFL. 23 first-rounders. And how about the stats? How about the coaching record? Urban Meyer's teams in his entire coaching career, that's all three stops, lost four games once, lost five games once, but lost one or fewer games eight times in his 17 seasons. Urban Meyer can spot talent. Urban Meyer can coach him up. And now the difference between a college offense and a pro, that gap has significantly narrowed. I think he'd be an outstanding hire, Ross, if he's up to the task of the commitment of the job. You. Totally agree. And look, I know what Jerry Jones said recently about the track record of college coaches in the NFL. But I think that that is changing because I think more than ever, the NFL is morphing into college football as opposed to the opposite. You know, all these NFL teams are going to spend a lot of time this offseason going to colleges to study how to defend the Baltimore Ravens offense as well as how to potentially incorporate some aspects of the Baltimore Ravens offense into their offense. Who knows that stuff better than Urban Meyer? And they always say, Dave, and it's true, the best predictor of future performance is past success. And you think about Urban Meyer, Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Ohio State, he's four for four. I mean, the guy is four for four. That's extremely impressive. Now, he was a great recruiter. 
Will that translate to the NFL? You lose that. You lose that element of it for sure. There isn't really recruiting. But to have Haskins as the quarterback there and to have McLaurin as their best offensive weapon, it's a pretty good start. It's a really good start. You could do much worse if you're the Redskins than hiring Urban Meyer because of all the reasons we mentioned. Familiarity with the quarterback and the players. Proven track record. Big name. They need a buzz. They need something to get the fans back enfranchised. And I think that's exactly what Urban Meyer would do. I, I don't really see the downside other than the fact I think Urban Meyer would probably rather go to the Dallas Cowboys. And that yeah. might be an option for him. What you can sell Urban Meyer on in Washington over Dallas, and I believe that they both will be very interested. I think the selling point in Washington, Dave, would be twofold. Number one, much lower expectations. A much lower entry point. He gets them the 500 and playing meaningful games in December, he's a hero. In Dallas, people will hate that. It'll really be almost Super Bowl or bust in Dallas. That makes a difference. That's number one. Number two, in Washington, I think they'll give him the keys to the kingdom, Dave. I think he'll be the de facto GM. I think he'll be able to bring in a personnel person that he knows that he wants to work with, but ultimately have final say. I think that's what it would take to get him to go to Washington instead of Dallas. And we all know that that would simply never be the case with the Cowboys. So that's the pitch. If you're Dan Snyder. And I think this, the Redskins should absolutely go for urban Meyer for all the reasons I mentioned, whether you like him or not personally, whether or not you think he's a good human being, um, I think if you can separate those things, he's a slam dunk hire for all the reasons we mentioned. Yeah, I think you'll find out a lot about his priorities if he is uh, gets involved in a bidding war with two billionaires. That is a great place to be. Start the bidding up somewhere around eight to ten million dollars a year. But yeah, does he want? total personnel control and does he want the type of pressure and expectations to your point that comes with coaching the Dallas Cowboys we'll find out a lot about Urban Meyer and what makes him tick based on which situation he might lean towards you mentioned how important it would be and how huge an accomplishment it would be to bring back the fans to FedEx Field and to the Redskins that is a monumental feat for anyone that's been to FedEx this season or has even watched a game on the red zone. Thousands upon thousands of empty seats. If that stadium is even half full, the chances are it is two-thirds to three-fourths taken up by the opposition. The opposing fans have taken over that place. You've seen tickets online for as low as six bucks for Redskins home games. So if you... Ha it lived in the D.C. area, and your kids were growing up football fans. Honest question. Would you encourage them to be Redskins fans, Ross? This is a very difficult one. It really is. And especially hits home for me, Dave, because I played there. Not only right. did I play there, I started my career there, and I finished my career there. 
And there are so many diehard, awesome Redskins fans. There's actually a lot more Redskins fans in central Pennsylvania than I realized. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Redskins fans out there throughout Maryland, throughout the D.C., hmm. Northern Virginia area, even down in the Carolinas, Dave, because for so long they didn't have the Panthers. So the Redskins, you know, they got the Redskins games down there. They have a tremendous fan base. Biggest stadium in the NFL was until Jerry's World, and they would fill it up when I was there, and it was raucous. Hail to the Redskins! I mean, it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. But I think you would need a move like getting Urban Meyer if you had a young child now to really push it. You know, my nephew lives down there. He was a Redskins fan when he was like six, seven, eight. He's a Patriots fan now. He's like, eh, nah, I'm not going to be a Redskins fan. And I think there's a whole generation of young people in D.C. that unless their dad is a diehard or their family is a diehard, they're not really Redskins fans. I typically, Dave, highly encourage people to be fans of where they live. There's just so much more coverage there. There's a bond. There's a camaraderie. There's a loyalty factor, all those things. But I also understand people that live in Maryland, that live north of this FedEx field, that are saying, you know what? I'm going with the Ravens. I'm not that far from Baltimore. Yeah, maybe I used to be a Redskins fan, but I'm about equidistant between the two. The Ravens are an awesome organization. The Ravens do everything right. The Ravens have the MVP and the most exciting young player in the NFL. Like, I get loyalty. But at what point are you looking at your ROI as a fan and saying, I'm putting a lot into this. I'm not getting a whole lot back. I'm going to... Go elsewhere. I, you know, I, I, I have a lot of respect and loyalty, Dave, for people that stick with their teams through thick and thin. A lot of it. But I don't feel as negatively towards someone that would make the decision we talked about that lives 30 minutes north of D.C. like I used to. I, 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 it, I almost think it's hard to blame them, and I understand, especially if you have a young child and you love the sport, and you want to give them a better fan experience, a better life experience. Yeah, just as a parent, I don't think I'd have much of a choice in the matter. I don't think I could have a chance of convincing my son to be a Washington Redskins fan. And it's not because they lose football games. Like, I've been through losing for a long time as a Denver Broncos fan. Yes, of course, we've won a couple of Super Bowls. Uh, But it's more about... Is my organization giving a damn about the fan experience? Are they trying to win football games and championships? Look, John always trying, dude. He's just swinging and missing. So I would find it hard if I lived in the D.C. area. I'd say, what the hell are you doing for me, Dan Snyder? This is a piece of crap stadium. You're not doing much to make me come out and root for this team. And... I can't help but think Dan Snyder is just going to meddle again if he does hire a coach like 
Urban Meyer. And that's going to be difficult for them hiring the next head coach. Can they convince Dan Snyder to stay the hell out of their business? Interesting because it's a total opposite when it comes to baseball. Fans in Baltimore, their kids are actually going up to be Washington Nationals fan. It's so close. They just won a World Series. Very much like the dynamic between the Ravens and the Redskins, a much easier call to abandon the Angelos ship that is sinking with the Baltimore uh, Orioles. That's been a dumpster fire. So we talked about Urban Meyer possibly going to the Washington Redskins or going to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, of course, do not have a head coaching position open just yet. Assumptions are across the league that if Jason Garrett doesn't at least reach the NFC title game, he is probably out as the head coach. And then we begin to talk about who's next. But first, Trent Dilfer stepping in. He's on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas this morning, and he is standing up for Jason Garrett and talking about the reputation that Garrett has across the entire NFL. This is surprising from the former NFL QB. Listen. Do you believe that he would be he'd be hired somewhere else quickly? Day one. He'd be the number one candidate day one. Wow. I mean, everybody in the NFL admires Jason Garrett for a lot of different reasons, not just because he's a good guy. Like, I think sometimes people start criticizing, well, he's just a good guy. That's why everybody thinks he's a good coach. No, he's a hell of a football coach. Um, he's a incredibly good leader um, and admired and uh, revered around the NFL. So um, you have a great leader. Now, here's what happens, happens though, and, I, and, it's, and the unfortunate part of the NFL is once this narrative starts that it's Jason's fault, and we all know that for like six weeks now, it's all I've talked about when I talk about the Cowboys. I'm sure it's all you guys talk about. Every radio TV show has started that narrative that, well, if they're not performing well, it's Jason's fault. Here's what happens in the NFL. Everybody's who faulted is now has a fall guy. So every cowboy that's dropping a ball, that's missing a gap, that's missing a block, that isn't working hard during the week, now has a fall guy to say, well, this isn't my fault. This is, Jer- this is Jason's fault because everybody's saying it's Jason's fault. That's the former Super Bowl winning quarterback, Trent Dilfer, also one hell of an NFL analyst this morning on 105.3, the fan in Dallas. Jason Garrett's 84 and 66 in his career as a head coach with the Cowboys. He's two and three in the postseason. He's been their head coach since 2011. And he's been given all the tools a coach should need to at least reach a Super Bowl to be more consistent in the postseason, in particular, this team. I don't buy the narrative that he would be the first one picked up off the pile if there were a coaching opening. I don't think he'd get a job next year. I don't think he should be there next season, Ross. I don't think he's going to be there next year unless they get to at least the NFC Championship game. His contract's expiring. He's not even getting fired. He's just done. I think depending on how many other coaches lose their job, Pat Shermer in New York, Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland, and depending on how many of these college coaches like Urban Meyer, Matt Rule, Lincoln Riley are really interested, I do think there's a chance Jason Garrett gets hired. He is very well respected. 
We did mention that this is very likely going to be the third time in four years that they win the division. And I'd be very surprised if they lose the Eagles on Sunday. I think three out of four, they'll win the division. We'll see whether or not it's a playoff run. But you're hitting the open market as a coach who's led your team to the divisional round at least two out of the last four years, three division championships, and zero losing seasons. Yeah, and and you handle yourself the way he does in front of the media with the team in a pressure cooker that is the Dallas Cowboys, always under the uh, GM owner who's always kind of lurking and always kind of, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, Pre, uh, you know, oversees you or steps in front of you, but you, we're a place where you're not the face of the franchise. The owner is, and people know how hard that is to deal with. Yeah, I think he probably does get hired by one of these teams. Really? I just think ultimately the narrative has taken hold. And right now, most of the organizations that need a head coach need to sell some tickets and bring fans back. And that's going to be a really hard sell to the fan base and to the media that this guy that couldn't get it done with a Super Bowl type roster is going to come here and do anything. The, the backlash would be immediate and it would be harsh. And we are out of time on impeachment day, Wednesday in the nation's capital. Tomorrow we'll be back. Brad Evans is here from Yahoo Sports is going to make you some money on this weekend's upcoming NFL football games. He's got all the betting breakdowns with Nick Costos off. We need some betting advice. We'll have it for you tomorrow. For Ross Tucker, I'm Dave Briggs. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you Thursday. Hey, everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 